What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. This is Sasha, and for this episode, we decided to do a best of uh, some of our favorite segments from our first 68 episodes. So here are some of those clips. Enjoy. Our first clip in this best of episode comes from episode 44, where we had Dustin from 3D Nutrition in Lincoln, Nebraska on the show to talk about supplements, bro science, and recovery, and the importance of recovery on your fitness and nutrition journey. Since we're talking about intra workout Mm -hmm. with your protein, with the BCAAs, how, how soon after a workout is it recommended to take protein if you're going to supplement Bro science or real? Uh, real. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bro science tells you you Bro, have you the gotta, anabolic window yeah. of X time. What is it, like an hour or two? Yeah. If you even go to the locker room before you drink it, the bros are going to tell you your muscles are going to start eating yeah. themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, if you've had a whole food meal within probably two or three hours easily before, you're, pro- you're good. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's always it can always be beneficial to have one after. If you've been fasting or something, definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, there's no magic. There's no real anabolic window. Yeah, I've I've, I've looked that. and looked and looked and looked and like I'm a, I, I'm actually a certified personal trainer now, so I can say this without a doubt. It's bro science is bullshit when it comes to the anabolic window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're not gonna like all the work that you just did isn't gonna be for naught if you don't have a protein shake immediately following. No, the and workout. and also when you're in the gym, that's when you're destroying your muscle fibers. Your rest Yikes. and your recovery is what really is gonna make your muscles grow, and that's what's important. I mean, eating is important, but also making sure that you're getting that rest is equally as important as eating your food yes. in that you know one to two to three hour window. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, sleep is when your muscles are building themselves. Yeah. Absolutely, like. Why do you think my, my arms are so big? I right. sleep all the time. <laughs> and sleep is probably one of the most under misunderstood and underutilized parts of the whole process. Yep. And, and we're on these phones with the blue light late at night. Um, almost everybody does that. I do yeah. it. You know, it affects our sleep. Alcohol affects your sleep, even though you think you sleep good. When you drink, it's it shitty. doesn't. Nope. Um, booze, booze sleep is the worst sleep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and also it can inhibit your muscle growth. Yes. Yeah. We covered that once. Yes. Go back and find it. We talk about alcohol. 
Yeah, we talk. Was that the St. Patrick's Day episode? We talk about that. Um, well, we also talked about it with Mike Nicola. Oh yeah, that's right. That is on the recovery episode. So mm-hmm. that's like twelve or fifteen back. Yeah. It's like in the thirties. Go check that out if you need to know Catch more about sleep up. and recovery. <laughs> Binge it while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if people want to find out more info on 3D nutrition, where do we send them? Uh, Instagram, we are 3D underscore Lincoln. Uh, Facebook, 3D nutrition. That's, I mean, that's just as important as what you're putting in your body before and during mm-hmm. your workout. Mm-hmm. I mean, my opinion is more important. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, we, we probably should do another episode on that, but like recovery and actually taking the time to take care of your body outside mm-hmm. of the gym is just as important. When you, when you prioritize your recovery and you actually sleep, you'll notice that your gains in the gym are exponential, um, which is a mind fuck because people want you to be in the gym, you know, max out or get out 24, seven, 365, no days off. Fuck that shit. You need rest. Take two or three days off a week. You know what? When I started taking three days off a week, my muscle gains, huge. I just talked about, um, the, like not that long ago, how I was working out six days a week. Oh, five. I have an active recovery day that I take seriously. I don't actually do like a Metcon that day instead, but it's, I, my muscles are popping. Yeah. Could make just for an extra day of recovery because my body needs it. The proof is in the pudding and we are that pudding. Active yeah. recovery is a big thing. Yeah. Like if you can just go for a walk or something, mm-hmm. I learned that in high school after the first couple of days of wrestling practice, can't walk down the stairs. Then you mm-hmm. go to wrestling practice again, and all you start moving, and all of a sudden, all that lactic acid and that soreness—it's just gone. Oh, yeah, I don't feel so crappy. Yep. Yeah, went yeah. for a three-mile walk yesterday. Yeah, my legs ha- had been tight, and I feel great today. Mm-hmm. So my dog is going to kick in from leg day anytime <laughs> now. I'm going to get up from this chair and make old people noises. On episode 46, Funky Dumbbell Lovin', we talked about all things dumbbells the variety of things that you can do with dumbbells and how they're a scaling option for anything that you can do with a barbell. So dumbbell training is also going to be safer than barbell training. Yes. I'm going to put a caveat in with this. I'm not going to say the barbell training is unsafe by any means, because Mm -hmm. if you know what you're doing, you're totally fine. Yeah. But if you train alone, barbell training can be sketchy sometimes if you're not experienced on how to ditch that loaded barbell. Right. Um, and, and it's hard to learn. Like you really have really, to, you have to practice scary. ditching the bar. That's really. why I do the shoulder. I do these, I do shoulder hyperextensions every, every day. So I hold a band and I hyperextend my shoulders back and forth and I can do the full range of motion, 360 yes. degrees. I had to learn how to do that because if I get up in a snatch and I can't hold on to that fucker, I have to be able to throw that barbell behind my head so it doesn't kill me. Exactly. And especially with um, any kind of one rep maxing, you shouldn't be doing that by yourself, period. No. But in the event that you don't have someone who can be there with you, you are at home, you got to, and you don't have, um, yeah, you don't have a safety, you have safety safety rig. Um, you'll have to, yeah, I would just do dumbbells. (laughs) Dumbbell, if you, especially if you're beginning, Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to want the barbell right to start anyway, because if you're a guy, the barbell's 45 pounds. If you're a girl, the barbell's 35 pounds. If you are starting out, you're probably not even going to be able to bench. The, you might be able to bench the empty barbell, but yeah. if you have no previous strength training experience or you haven't trained in a really long time, you're probably going to be rocking dumbbells heavy, for dude. a while. Yeah. And I mean, you don't, there's such a range. You can go all the way up to, what is it? 
It, I mean, over a hundred pounds in dumbbells if you can find them. But yeah, I mean, there's a wide a right wide range of of weights, but it's just a lot safer, especially when you're alone. And it's a lot more inexpensive. Yeah. Um, when you go to buy a barbell, I got mine reasonably inexpensive. I pay like two hundred bucks for it. Yeah. You can get a whole ass set of dumbbells for two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Not maybe with a probably not with a rack, but you could at least get a set of fives, tens, fifteens, twenties, and maybe some eights and twelves in there as well, depending yeah. on where you buy them. Um, you can get those at Target and Walmart again now pretty easily. Workout equipment is back in stores yeah. <laughs> again. So if you've been wanting to start your home gym and you couldn't during pandemic because you couldn't find anything, you're good now. Yeah. Shit's back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get a pretty decent set of dumbbells for two to $300. Uh, you can get a, I had that first uh, dumbbell rack I had that was like two levels. Mm-hmm. I got it for like 80 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I upgraded to this one that I paid an extra $15 for. Yeah. <laughs> and when I sold the old one on Facebook Marketplace, I was even. So <laughs> the art of the resale. Yes. Um, so you can get all that pretty easily now. Um, and you have tons of options to change your intensity. Be that weights, be that movements, be that how you do your movements. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about tempo training now because mm-hmm. that is something that can really change your intensity of your unilateral training. So we and talk- underrated. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been putting it back since we're running. Yeah. I have just been trying to, like, do baseline, like, upkeep. Like, yeah. accessory everything. I do leg day. If I do leg day and I squat... It's box squats because I don't yeah. want to murder myself. My legs need to be fresh for that run. Yeah. So I've just kind of been doing like tune-up maintenance shit. Yeah. But um, unilateral tempo training is amazing. This clip coming up comes from episode 50 where we talked about all things periodization. And we have a super duper awesome reminder for you in this next clip. Periodization is a good way for athletes to maximize their gains for peak performance, to minimize their risk for injury, and to prevent training from getting boring. And if you're listening to this podcast and you lift weights, congratulations, you're an athlete. I know you might not feel like you're an athlete, but if you consistently go work out and you're training, you're You're an an athlete. athlete. If you're a fitness enthusiast, an amateur athlete, you could benefit from periodization. It doesn't matter where you are in your fitness plan. Periodization is going to be your friend. Yes. And periodization applies to anyone that's prepping for a competition um, or who wants to vary their workouts to constantly force your body to adapt, like we mentioned earlier in the episode. But you need to monitor your amount of intensity and your training to make sure that you're not overtraining. Yeah, overtraining sucks. You don't want to overtrain. Um, deload weeks. Deload, deload weeks. weeks. Yeah, dear God, please. Deload weeks. Uh, I feel like that's the most common question we get on social media. Am I training too much? Probably. If you're asking that question, you're probably overtraining. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. If, if it you feel like, like you're overtraining, like yeah. you're probably overtraining. If Yeah, I mean, that's the question. It, am I the problem? Well, if you're asking if you're the problem, you're probably, probably the, the problem. problem. <laughs> yeah. Take a deload week. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that you're not still working. It just yeah. means that you're giving your body a chance to recover from the shit that you just put it through for the last four weeks. You've been pushing yourself really hard. It's fine to take a deload week. Every single athlete I follow on uh, Instagram specifically... Yeah. Always post their deload weeks because that's how important they are. Everybody does. They're not sexy, but they're necessary. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking hurt yourself. Like it overtraining doesn't need to happen ever. Um, but if you're wondering if you're overtraining, if your sleep is shitty, 
if your body feels shitty, if your training your is shitty. Your movements have started lacking. Yeah. Are you eating enough? Yeah. Basically, if someone's like, oh, I feel like crap, are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? And what's your training like? Are you yeah. training too much? And if you, and during your deload week, I always take that as an opportunity to reassess like, okay, how's my eating been? How am I sleeping? Yeah. Am I, have I been drinking enough water? It's kind of like a mental reset too. Yeah. In, within your cycle. So yeah, it, it helps you take stock of what you've been doing in the, over the last three and a half, four weeks. If you, you take know? nothing else away from this episode, take a fucking deload week. Please, please, please. <laughs> this clip comes from episode 53, which was our happy anniversary episode. Um, and here we're talking about bulking. We cover bulking at length in two episodes, um, bulking part one and two. And you can go back and find those in episode numbers 55 and 56. We have touched on it a few times in various different episodes. But um, the one thing to put a caveat on this or a reminder of is that building mass takes a lot of time. Yes, it does. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, and a lot of patience, a lot of patience on your part and a lot of discipline and determination. Like you can lean out while building muscle, but that process takes even longer, to be honest with you. And since you mentioned that you're a beginner, a beginner though, you'll probably see the pounds and the measurements change quite a bit in the beginning for you, but you will plateau. Yep. I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I'm telling Everybody you that does. to be truthful. You will eventually plateau. Um, and then once you hit that plateau, the numbers aren't going to change as drastically as you saw in the beginning. Yeah. It's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because your body's gotten used to those movements um, and your metabolism's probably evened out a little bit after you've made some changes. So expect that, but it's not because you're doing anything wrong. Yeah, and then that's where our old friends' manipulation of food nah. intake and exercise come into yep. play so that you can break that plateau. Bulking yes. is bulking is fun. Um, bulking, yeah, it takes a lot of patience. Um, and it can be frustrating because I don't think with bulking people on – like bulking <laughs> doesn't mean you're bulking like muscle-wise. It means yeah. that you're fueling your body for what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And that means you have to eat more. Yes, so you have to eat a lot often – um, and if you are going to try to add mass while leaning out, I'm going to recommend to do so as cleanly as you possibly can within the bounds of your sanity. Yes. Um, <laughs> cheat meals are still 100% allowed and we encourage those, um, to keep from having to cut a bunch of fat at the end of your bulk because yep. you can, it's what they call a dirty bulk. You just yep. eat junk food because it's easy, empty calories when, Yes, you are looking for the high calorie intake when you're bulking so that you can have that fuel to grow your muscles, but you also really need to be concerned about the quality of your yes. calories that you're intaking at all times. It doesn't yep. matter if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to add weight, if you're trying to bulk, if you're trying, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Quality of fucking calories trumps all things in this entire yep. fucking journey. Like, sorry, if you don't want to hear that. It's not a pill. It's not going to be a no. fucking cream. It's not going to be a wrap. It's what you put in your mouth. It needs to be not necessarily the cleanest thing possible, but it needs to be real food. Yes. So like an example, I made cheeseburgers for dinner the other night. Mm -hmm. Brioche bun. Yeah. Burger patty that I made at home. Slice of cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, a little bit of mayonnaise. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm. That's whole foods. That's real food that you cooked for yourself. Yep. It's the shit that has the additives. It's the shit that has all of the preservatives, yeah, all, those all chemicals. of the, M trust me, MSG is delicious, but it's not good for you. Yeah. Here's the other thing too. Like if, if you think about it this way, in terms of, of a cleaner, dirty bulk, 
think about when you first started your journey and wherever that was, you probably weren't eating the best of foods. Yeah. Think about how hard that habit was to break. If you spend three, four, five months on a dirty bulk, how hard is it going to be for you to get back to where you were? Yeah, you're, you're re- undoing you're, what you've already down. done. You're yeah. doubling down on exactly. the habits you had before. Yep. Um, which is dangerous fucking territory. Some people do it and are really good at it. They're pros. They know how to turn it on and off. But for a majority of people, they don't have that willpower. I can't, I can't, I can't. either. It took me years to be able to eat to the level of like nutrition, yeah, wholeness, mm-hmm. cleanliness. That was the hardest part. And actually part. cooking it myself. It took years, years, years for me to figure that out. Yeah. And it's still, sometimes for me, it's still difficult. That's mm-hmm. why I still that's, struggle too. We talk about, you know, the importance of having a cheat meal and not an entire cheat day because it's so easy if you start, let's say you have a donut for breakfast. It is super easy for me personally to say no to shit the rest of the day. Yeah. I have to be super strategic about where that meal falls in my day, one, and that it doesn't spiral into an entire day because sometimes that day can lead to two, sometimes then it's a week, and then that's how you undo some of the things that you've, you've already done. That's why I usually try to save either, I usually try to save my cheat meal for dinner. Yeah. Because if it slides into me eating a little more than I probably should have, it was for like a couple of hours during the day before I go to bed. And in the grand scheme of things, those extra 600 calories aren't going to fucking kill me. No. Um, But yeah, cheat, cheat days and dirty bulks can just double down on awful habits with portion sizes Mm. and food choices. Mm -hmm. And there are no bad foods. You've heard us say that before. There are questionable food choices, but there are no bad foods. There's room for everything. And that is another thing that you have to kind of come to terms with when you're bulking too. Like you're going to have to realize that if you're looking for just like, if you're looking for protein, you're going to have to look for it from more sources than just meat on your plate. If you're going to, because spoiler alert, you need a fuck ton of protein to bulk. A lot. A shit ton. You need carbs. Yes. (laughs) Rice and beans and beef or chicken or fish. Like you need that extra. The beans are like a crucial component that I think people sleep on. Fiber, carbs, and protein. And they make you fart. Yep. Farting. Oh, full circle. What's up? They are the magical fruit. Anyway, (laughs) uh, beans are great because they're a carb. They've got fat. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're a complete food. Yep. They're not going to fill your protein intake as fast as, say, a steak would. Yeah. But they are an excellent source of additional protein, fat, carbs to help you bulk. You should be eating beans if you're bulking. Yes. You're going to have dog farts. I'm sorry. You're going to have dog farts when you bulk because you're eating so much fucking protein. You're eating a lot of protein. Just warn your spouse, your partner. Protein makes you fart. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Dog farts. (laughs) Protein farts don't smell as bad as a dog fart. It depends on the dog. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. Um, if you're a new listener, if you're an OG, we just appreciate you guys so much. Um, have a very, very happy holiday. And we will be back for our mental health check in episode number 70. Um, if you guys are wanting merch, we did add the Your Mileage May Vary t-shirt to the shop. We also have a gym flag in there now with our logo on it. Um, Remember that merch makes great gifts. You can go to shop.herdatmedia.com. There's a drop-down menu under shows, um, and you'll find Meathead Test Kitchen there. Otherwise, um, there's a link on our website, meathedtestkitchen.com. If you guys have any questions or concerns or just want to say hello, our email address is hello at meathedtestkitchen.com, and we're on social everywhere except for 
Twitter, we're at MTK Staff, but everywhere else we're at Meathead Test Kitchen. Like I said, you all have a nice and happy holiday, and we will catch you on the next episode. MTK, out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.